Schmoes, I wanted to show you something that's going to be the cringe. This might get nominated for cringe moment of the year. Check this out, Schmo. Look at your boy Connor McTapper. What's wrong with him, dude? Wait a second, Triple C. The Schmo doesn't want to see Connor McGregor, although that is pretty juicy. Come on. <laughs> we only want to talk about him when he's got a fight book. But Triple C, show the Schmo the clip of you saying to Ali, easy money, and jinxing it for Kamaru Usman. That's the clip. <laughs> hey, Ali, easy money, bro. Easy money, man. Oh, so that's what this scenario's all about? I'm the one that jinxed it? Come on, Schmo. I did say easy money right before, uh, maybe there's probably about two minutes left in the fight. Just because Kamaru Usman was dominating. But if you really think about what happened in the fifth, that's how, how Herb Dean, like, pretty much put them back on the feet. That's what changed everything, if you really think about it. I mean, was that really necessary? You know, there's, there's a lot of ways you could cut, slice it, and dice it. But at the end of the day, I did say easy money. And if you listen to the audio, Ali did say it's not easy money. In other words, he was telling me, dude, the fight isn't over. You know, I just got excited. You know, just homies. You know, when, you, you know, you, when you're going for your friend, you're just, like, excited. And then all of a sudden... I think it might have been even less than 30 seconds or maybe 40 seconds later, he gets caught with that left high kick. So, but thank you, Shmo. Thank you for rubbing it in. How about that? The highs and lows of the sport. It makes it so unforgiving, and that's why this is the greatest sport on earth. Welcome back to the Triple C and Shmo Show. I'm the Shmo. My partner's got an Olympic gold medal. He's the champ champ, the king of cringe, Henry Cejudo. What's up, Shimon? Let's get this ball rolling because time is money and money is time. And let's just start off with it. Leon Rocky Edwards, UFC 278. It's the gold medal moment. He knocks out Kamara Usman, the head kick, and new Triple C, my man, Leon Rocky Edwards. What's next for the former champion, Kamara Usman, because we're talking about if he would get the victory, 16 straight, ties Anderson Silva's record. They're talking about 205 pounds. But now the conversation is all about the man from Birmingham, Leon Rocky Edwards, the second British champion in UFC history. Um, what's next? I think it's a trilogy. It's only fair. They're one and one. It was to total domination by the former champ who got caught, who got caught with the left kick. I mean... Uh... Call it what you want to call it, but Leon Rocky Edwards, he caught Kamara Usman with that. I mean, that's all, that's all she wrote, dude. Like, it was uh, it was unfortunate to go out like that. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're dominant. But, I'm, again, I'm about to go back and talk about Herb Dean. Why did he separate them in a championship fight? You know, he, he gave Leon an opportunity to come back and, and literally, you know, win that fight. Because if, 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 if they stayed next to the cage, Leon wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, it was going to be boring. Yeah, people might have been walking out, but it doesn't matter, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Kamara Usman was on his way to make history. Well, it was interesting because there's a lot of fence grabbing in the fight, too. And at one point, Herb Dean, he sat him back down. They, they did the position over again. It's a situation, though, where do you think the crowd influenced it? Obviously, the crowd was booing during portions of this fight, during some of those grappling exchanges. Was enough action being made? And when Herb separated them in the fifth round, how many warnings? You were there, cage side, Triple C. Was he giving them warnings to stop the action? Um, It seemed like it. I just, uh, the next time they do fight, I, I, I think they need to ask for a different ref, man. That way there's no, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was... 
the fight was a little a little different. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's actually a really good point that you brought up with Leon. You know, when they restarted them from bottom. I mean, those are. I mean, those are just big no-nos, dude. Where's the, where's the point deduction? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't lead to something like that. But whatever, dude. I mean, whatever it is, Leon Evers won that fight. I think he, he, he needs to run it back with Kamaru Usman. That's it. That, that is if Kamaru Usman, uh, if he's healthy to come back. Because after taking a kick like that, it's almost like, man, you might want to really take your time to come back. It wouldn't be a bad idea for, for Kamaru Usman to let... Let him fight somebody else and then just get the winner of that. Like I wouldn't be mad at that because he does need time, man. He he does need to get a, a what is it a, 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 a CT scan to see what uh to see you know he 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 caught the whole shin schmo. So that's one thing to take into consideration. Then you got the winner of uh, of Nate Diaz and Hamza Chamaya, which is I believe next month. So, and then you got George Masvidal, you know, the three-piece in a soda. I mean, there's a lot of storylines with Leon Edwards. And Leon Edwards deserves it all, man. Listen, his next fight where he's defending the title, it's got to be in England. Whether it's Wembley Stadium, whether it's the O2, doesn't make a difference. Let him do it in front of the home crowd. Now let's talk about the opponent. Yes, you said it. The elephant in the room is the timeline for the comeback, for the return for Kamar Usman. How soon will it be? He got knocked out. Hasn't happened in his career. How much time will he need to get his bearings and get this thing right? Because you know he's going to want the rematch. Nate Diaz, Hamza Chemaev. That's the next pay-per-view event, T-Mobile Arena, September 10th. Depending on the outcome of that, that winner would be necessarily fighting for a title depending on the recovery timeline of Usman. You can't give it to Orhey Masvidal coming off two losses. I know the storyline's there, three-piece in a soda, but you got to attract more wins before you get the champion's attention, man. You got to get more wins to attract the champion's attention. The Schmo's got to say that right. So that doesn't make sense. Maybe, though, if Usman is fighting Leon Edwards next and Hamzat does beat Nate Diaz, Colby Covington, Hamzat Shemaev, Triple C. I like that. I like that. That'd be a really... I, I like that fight because this... Whew. That'd be a barn burner, you know what I mean? The experience that Kobe Covington has in a five-round fight and the tenacity that Hamzat has too, and they're both wrestlers. Man, I would I would I would I would pay to see that fight. I would love to see that fight. Winner winner fights for the belt. I like that Schmo. I like it too because you gotta put Gilbert Burns against Mosfidal. Both guys right there coming off a loss. They're right there at the top of the vision. Verbally agreed to a fight. Doesn't mean anything until there's, you know, pen on paper, but that's what makes sense, Triple C, if we're going to put this thing in order in succession here. Yeah, yeah, I like it, Schmo. I like it, Schmo. We're going to we're gonna have to start calling you Schmo White. Schmo White. There it is. That's... Nothing to do with the Cruella DeVille uh, haircut developing here. The Schmo really needs a haircut, man. The colors, man. A long time blonde. It's fading now in the sun. <laughs> I like it. Triple C, how about this? Let's go down to the silver medal moment. Let's talk about Paulo Costa. Let's talk about Luke Rockhold, Marab Devalishvili, Jose Aldo. Triple C, of those two fights, where do you want to begin, man? Who impressed you the most of those four fighters? Uh, Probably Paulo's durability. I thought Marab just made the fight boring against uh, Aldo. I don't think Aldo didn't do anything either. I think Aldo got away from his from his uh, 
from his leg kicks, which has hurt him. Um, I think Luke. I think Luke. Uh, he was inspired to do something amazing, but just didn't pull it out. That there's that's that. This is why that fight was fight of the night. Didn't really necessarily see anything spectacular from both, but you know it was it was a slugfest, and you know they went three rounds, which is crazy. On the note of Paulo and Luke Rockhold, man, what do you make of the blood smearing? And obviously, both these guys were tired as hell. It was entertaining, but it seems like no one finished the other because both those guys were just on an empty gas tank. But it was definitely exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was exciting. But, I mean, Luke, I mean, Luke went out there. <laughs> yeah, at least he smothered blood on him. I think that was the most exciting piece of the whole damn fight, honestly. But there's not much to be said. I think Luke is, uh, I think he's done. You know, he hasn't won a fight in... He retired, you know, Triple C. Put yeah, his gloves on. Yeah, and he deserves it. You know, will he be inducted to the Hall of Fame? I think. Uh, Is he? Depends, man. Uh, um, there's a lot of guys that have been inducted to the Hall of Fame that are going to allow other people to get in. Like, you know what I mean? Like Rashad, Uriah, who never won the belt. So, yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think the UFC is going to. I think the UFC is going to be a lot easier to get into the UFC Hall of Fame than like a baseball Hall of Fame or a football Hall of Fame. You know, there's there's a lot more criteria too in wrestling, and I think that's the that's the difference. The Schmo had no idea that this conversation will turn to that, but let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about this UFC Hall of Fame. First off, yes, Luke Rockhold is a Hall of Famer, Strike Force champion and UFC champion, and he's always fought the killers. Look at his last opponents too. His last three in Paulo Costa, Jan Blahovich. And Yoel Romero. Luke Rockhold fights the best of the best. Never back down. On the note of the Hall of Fames, you're right. It's not as hard to get into Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the other organizations. But you also have to remember, partially that is true, because this is such a young sport. We're only 30 years in. And it seems like we have to induct somebody every single year. So just by the statistics and by the pioneers, right now it seems easier. But the schmo begs to differ. As the sport expands 10, 15, 20 years down the line, it will be a lot harder to become a Hall of Famer. And that's what it was like for football and baseball and the other sports when they were starting out. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. But that's, that's, that's where his legacy is at. I think he has a lot to offer. I think he's, you know, from, from seeing Cormier and a lot of people that know him, he's a great teammate. So... Congratulations to Luke, man. It's, uh, you know, well-deserved. I mean, obviously, he didn't get the victory, but you don't always have to leave on a high note to retire. You know, as long as you as long as long you give your peace and your goodbyes, <laughs> to me, that's the most important piece because then you have closure. This is why with fighters, when they don't give their peace and goodbyes, it's almost like, well, I could have, I should have. But when you, you make it public and you retire, then that, that, that's just it. And then Marab Devalishvili, he couldn't land those takedowns against Aldo, but he was putting all the pressure. It was what you say, a more of a boring fight. But at the end of the fight, that's the storyline right there for two reasons. First reason being, always gives his credit. He's super humble with it. Always gives his credit to Aljamain Sterling, his training partner. You know, when they were talking about what's next and fighting for the belt, there's no way he's ever going to fight Aljamain Sterling. He'll go down to 125 before he fights Aljamain Sterling, or Aljamain Sterling will retire before Marab fights him. Those two won't fight. And then the second interesting component is Aljamain Sterling and you, Triple C. Little jaw jacking back and forth from inside the cage to your seat right over there, huh? 
Oh yeah, he says he says triple C you next. He says you next. I'm like I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know, but I don't believe him. You know, he could talk all that smack. He doesn't want to fight me. He knows I'm his kryptonite. His wrestling doesn't scare me. His striking doesn't scare me. And he's damn better not good looking than damn Triple C. So nothing scares me from that dude. Well, so Marab doesn't do himself any favors by even what he said on the mic and just by the style of victory. Last week when we saw Cheeto Vera knock out Dominic Cruz, that improved his stock. So we're going to have TJ Dillashaw fighting Aljamain Sterling Triple C. We're talking about this gauntlet of Bantamweights. What does the title picture look like with you, including your name of the hat, now that this weekend is over, UFC 278? Oh, I'm, I'm waiting, man. I, I got to fight for gold, man. I ain't fighting no contenders. Nobody took my belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I left the UFC with two belts and an Olympic gold medal. I mean, you guys must be crazy thinking I'm fighting some other scrub for the title. No, I, I deserve gold, and that's all there is to it. You know, like I said, like, my overall goal is to go to 145 pounds. But if I have to go down to 35 and beat these, beat these scrubs and eventually go up, then that's what I'll do. So, Triple C, I'm just saying, the Schmoes are saying, the likelihood of you fighting in 2022, it's looking slim here because the winner of Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw is not going to be fighting before January 1st, 2023 again. No, of course, of course. And I just wait. That's all. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even in a hurry. I'm prepared, Schmo. Whenever that time comes, but I'm not gonna. I'm I'm getting better, and I'm not necessarily gonna chase it. But it's gonna happen, you know. I'm thinking more like March, April, whenever these, whenever whoever the hell wins wants to, wants to scrap and wants to hand over the belt officially. And right now, Triple C, I know we're gonna talk about it. Your inkling is: is it gonna be TJ or Aljamain? Uh, I'm going to have to go TJ. I, I like Alja, but I'm going for Alja Lame, but I think TJ's, I think TJ can fight off Alja May's takedowns, and I don't think uh, Alja May's striking is that good. But I do think if he does beat TJ, it's going to be with like a knee, or it's going to be like with the blitz strike, because that's, that's where Alja May is pretty good. He'll, he'll throw things up the middle, which is crazy. All right, Triple C. Let's move on to the bronze medal moment. There were other fights going on this weekend. It was a big fight weekend. You had Kayla Harrison continuing her dominance in the PFL. You had Usyk beating Joshua and Platinum Mike Perry getting the sixth round. They went to six rounds of BKFC. They need that extra round. Victory over Michael Venom Page. Triple C of all those three names right here. Pick the one that you like to talk about. What impressed you the most of those three? Getting their hand raised. Oh man, I'm gonna have to say uh, I'm gonna have to say Usyk. I mean, you can't deny, man, the quality of competition of beating the uh, you know the former heavyweight champion of the world and Anthony Joshua in a rematch. I've always been a big fan of of Usyk. When I saw him at Cruiserweight, I'm like, dude, this dude is dangerous. Right before him and jo him and Joshua fought for the first time, I says, I'm telling you guys, bet the house on Usyk. Usyk is nasty. He's a technical savage and. It just shows. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you saw that uh, that piece after they got done fighting. And then Joshua and then uh, Usyk tells Joshua, "Hey, you are very strong and very powerful." And then uh, Joshua said that, but but being strong and powerful doesn't win fights. Skills does. And he looked at him. They hugged each other, which was cool, man. Which is cool to see a competitor kind of, you know, give give the other guy some some words of affirmation, but then the other guy kind of 
give him a rebuttal. You know what I mean? Super cool. Skills pay the bills. Listen, that was fantastic. Now the schmo is just chomping at the bit. Let's see the greatest of the generation, Tyson Fury Usyk. That's what it, everything points down to because the talk for years when the Wilder fight was going on, the Wilder second fight, the third fight, everything was like, will Tyson Fury fight Anthony Joshua? What will that look like? Now Tyson Fury, every single week, he's retired, he's unretired, whatever. The real big money fight now, Usyk. Yeah, and but he, yeah, but he, yeah, but he was supposed to relinquish his title, I believe. The WBC, like they gave, they, they gave him a timeline. Of course they and, do. They always relinquish. And I think he, the Ring Magazine title, everything. It doesn't even matter. Tyson Fury, he knows who he is. It doesn't even matter. Give the they have all the belts. Who cares who the A side, B side is? So all did he that counts so is the So did money. he relinquish? So did he relinquish the belt? I believe he's relinquished the belt. Yes, but doesn't make a difference. It does in the UFC, but yeah, I get you, Schmo. That's Boxing's cool. Boxing's different. And then, but the Schmo wants to give the credit to Platinum Mike Perry in the bronze medal moment. Michael Venom Page in his home country. All the accolades, all the striking and everything like that, the length, the reach. Platinum Mike Perry in his second bare-knuckle fight, man. Talk about a guy who always had a great stock in the UFC. He's exciting, fun, fighter. Obviously never contended for a belt, and now he's making a name. And BKFC, traveling overseas, one of the best stars there, one of the brightest personalities in the game. He's always fan-favorite and entertaining. Platinum Mike Perry, man. Flowers. Yeah, but Belcher's got to be careful too, man. Like, given, given these, I mean, they lose some of that clout, you know, losing to, anyways, whatever. I mean, they both made money. I think it's pretty cool of Scott Coker, but I can also see why these guys pull pull these guys from doing like boxing events or other competition because you take a L dude it's almost like dude, we just lost to a retired UFC fighter you know well I think this sets up a great opportunity for a rematch but in Bellator Venom Page against Mike Perry in Bellator Scott Coker would open up to that type of idea maybe you make a trade and then you start seeing these crossovers from guys that like the bang but also have the martial arts background Mike Perry and Venom Page fit the mold. Maybe they could start something here. That's a good idea, Triple C. It brings more attention to the sport. That's a great cross promotion. I like that, Schmo. I like that. Now, you, now you're talking, Schmo. Now That's you're why talking. they pay us the shmoney, Triple C. Schmo White, dude. Dana White, watch out. Schmo's coming. All right, Triple C, you got a speech coming up, man, don't you? It's another dun, big dun, fight coming up this upcoming weekend. Dun, 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 dun. God, they pull this baby out of the end, but for this, for, but for King's speech, you know I'm going for the boy Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson who fights on August 26th, I believe it's this Saturday. And uh, just excited for him, man. It's excited to see what he's uh, learned out here in Arizona for the couple weeks, and also to see the to see to see the champion in him to be able to make that comeback. I think I think it's super super awesome the fact that he's finding the same guy that knocked him out, and to get that back, he's got five rounds to do it, and we're gonna see how great Demetrius Johnson is. And it's a very similar situation to what your pal Kamar Usman's gonna have to do. Getting that fight opportunity against Leon Edwards, I guess technically be the third fight, but the second time with gold on the line. But hey, some lessons to be learned, man. Some parallels in the fight game, different organizations. Yeah, no, of course, man. I think, uh, 
you know, it, it's awesome. It's awesome to be able to see both of these 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 two top flyweights in the world, man, to come together and put on another show. And I think I think any time that Demetrius Johnson fights, it's like I think the I feel like the world the world always knows. You know what I'm saying? I think he, you know, even though he's not in the UFC still, like people know when he's fighting. Especially that fight with Rotting, it just showed the diff- the high level of skills that he has, and it was interesting. It opened a lot of people's eyes. You know. Who, who the man that I was fighting against, you know, on, you know, going toe-to-toe with the multiple-time world champion and in his own sport in Muay Thai and, and getting the best of him, which is a trip. So I'm excited for Demetrius Johnson. I do believe you guys will hear and knew and Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson will reign that title again. Of course, Triple C. When has the schmo ever heard a fighter say he doesn't want a guy who he's beat, who's got all the accolades, to not continue to win and flourish? Because it only makes you continue to look good, huh? Yo, exactly. Exactly, schmo. And with that said, what's your name? I am Triple C. I am the schmo we will deliver. Make sure you subscribe where you get your podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are...